Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed a pedagogy of leadership which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Catherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody. Birdie here. Welcome to the GCLI podcast. I'm so glad you're here. So if you're heading to the Leadership Lab this summer, I hope you'll really listen up. I think this episode will prime the pump for loads of learning at the lab, or maybe even get you thinking about ways to integrate leadership education into your classroom, or maybe even into your life at home. Specifically, you're about to hear about one school's journey to create an ethical leadership program that has ignited a culture of leadership in grades PK through 12. I think everybody will enjoy hearing about some of the memorable phrases and mantras that speak to the heart of the pedagogy of leadership. And speaking of heart, today's guest has a big one. Her palpable enthusiasm for leadership education is infectious, hence her success as the co-founder and co-leader of the Ethical Leadership Center at the University School of Milwaukee, which is also a GCLI Academy school. When she's not co-designing and leading leadership initiatives and professional development at USM, She's busy teaching high school English or serving as a GCLI small group facilitator. Everybody, it is my true pleasure and privilege to introduce the one, the only, the indomitable Emily Erke. Hello, Emily Erke. How are you? I am great. It is good to be with you, Catherine Birdie. It is so great to see you. So everybody, Emily and I met at GCLI last summer. Gosh, has it been a year? And it was just such a treat to hang out with her and get to know her and learn from her. And today I'm just honored to have her on the show to hear more about what she's doing at USM. She is soon to be the director, is the co-founder of the Ethical Leadership Program at USM. And I just can't wait to hear more about it and what's going on. So um I guess with that, Emily, what is going on in the Ethical Leadership Program? Well, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here and to be with you, Bertie. Um, It's been a great year at University School of Milwaukee. We are a PK-12 school of about 1,150 students, and um, we have beautiful learners, leaders, and citizens in Milwaukee. Um, In addition to working as the co-director along with Samantha Eady, who is also the co-founder of the Ethical Leadership Program at USM. I'm also an upper school English teacher and Samantha Eady is also a history teacher. So this has always been what we do, we say in the nooks and crannies of our jobs. So if people out there are listening and wondering, how do you make this happen? Know that you can make this happen and you can make it happen in addition to doing your day job. Um, But it it involves lots of weekends and afternoon sessions and um, 
finding people who are your people to make this happen. And I've had the really good fortune of having a really great partner in crime for the last four years. And she is um, moving on to the great state of Minnesota with her family um, at the end of this school year. But it's really been a joy and privilege to do this with many, many people over the years, but in particular these last four years with a great friend and colleague in Sam Aidy. Um, this wow. year, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was like, I, I, I know that it is work that is really hard to do alone. And I just wanted to give you both kudos for your, for fitting it in between the nooks and crannies of your, your full-time job. And it really, I do think it is shape-shifting, culture-changing. And I know that you cannot do it alone. And I really appreciate the fact that you're, um, recognizing Sam. She is also a GCLI alum and I, I, I maybe I got to catch up with her. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Let her get settled in Minnesota before we have her on, but it really is, it's really cool that y'all were able to do this. How did it get started? Um, it got started in a lot of ways. Um, I, I would say about 15 years ago when I first started at university school. I was a public school teacher for a decade before I started at USM. I had some time at Andover before that, but I was a public school teacher and I was really taken by independent school culture because it focuses on the whole child, whether that child is three years old or 18 years old or anywhere in between. And that was really what attracted me to independent school life. Um, that teachers and administrators and the people who work in the dining rooms and who clean our beautiful schools wrap their arms around these kids. Um, I loved that idea and pretty early on it was a great guy named Rishi Raghunathan who at the time was the Dean of Students in our upper school who saw something in me um, and I'm really really grateful to him for that. Shout out to you, Rish. Um, and he, along with, with my boss at the time, the head of the upper school, Rosie Lyons, who asked me really early if I would become a dean. And so I was a part of Rishi's team. And then I had some great PD opportunities with CSEE mm -hmm. and through Isaacs, which is our accreditation for the central states. And I got really excited in doing a lot of leadership work with kids. And anybody who knows Rishi knows that Rishi has a special way with adults and with kids. And so I, um, I was happy to be on Rishi's team and happy that he gave me a lot of opportunities. And he's continued to do that. And uh, Rishi and I were the first people from University School of Milwaukee to go to GCLI back in 2015. Um, that's when I went as a participant, and so did Rishi. And after that experience, we went back to University School really excited. And around that time, we were doing a strategic plan. And Rishi and I were put on, along with a couple other people, Brad Dunning, who's now assistant head of our middle school, and a great guy by the name of um, Mike Landgraf, who's since left university school and is now running a school in Ohio. 
He's a great Brewers fan, um, as all people should be. <laughs> Go Brewers! <laughs> um, he is also known affectionately to many as Buckets the Clown. But um, uh, we went back to university school and we were sort of a shadow committee that was focusing on developing a culture of leadership. And That's so it. We, I mean, that culture, it's, it's such a, it's, and it's listening to these names and what they've done and where they're coming from. I mean, it sounds like every single person who has touched this program has lifted someone up with them and into this space, either through GCLI or tangentially. It's really phenomenal to Absolutely. hear. And, I mean, Rishi, um, I know Rishi will eventually listen to this and he's, <laughs> Um, he's on my uh, short list of people to get on the podcast. So oh, everybody, man. listen up for Rishi. He's the best. <laughs> he, he absolutely is. He absolutely is. He is one of a kind, that guy. Um, a really, really gifted person in he so really many is. ways. Um, yeah, so we were this shady, shadow committee. We called ourselves Committee X. We, we literally did not have a name. We were not on any of the spreadsheets for the strategic planning <laughs> documentation. And we hid out in the basement when the committees met. And I don't know why that was, but I guess we were doing something like off the books or subversive. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Covert operation. Covert operation. Yeah, it, it okay. totally was a covert operation. But it's like super cool that now we're pretty legit. Um, and then Rishi went on his way. He ended up leaving university school and he's doing great things also in Ohio. And um, Buckets left and Brad left the classroom and um, is now in administration at university school. And, um, you know, they're all doing great things. And I am still in the classroom right now. Um, I'll be leaving the classroom too soon. And, um, you know, but we're all doing good work. We're all doing good work. Well, you have, and I think you you really have, to me, pointed on something that's, that's so true about developing a standalone program. Um, I've done that work before too. And to set it up in a way that it, um, it has teeth. It provides the culture change that is needed in schools, even though it's between the nooks and crannies. You need that sustainability piece. People do move on. It happens. That's mm -hmm. that's that's just life, right? But uh, we are tasked with bringing up the next generation of leaders every day in the classroom, mm -hmm. whether you have a standalone program or not. Mm -hmm. And to have to have a program that began in a basement. Uh, committee X, and now you have a full-fledged, thriving ethical leadership program. Tell me a little bit about what you do. We believe, um, like so many people who've come through GCLI, we believe that every child has the capacity to lead, and we believe that it's our job through the ethical leadership program to, to touch every kid every day at USM and to help develop leadership capacities, both within the classroom and beyond the classroom. And so part of what we aim to do is to help teachers see how they can develop capacities. We believe that the core capacities are helping children develop their ethical core, their ethical center, 
um, alongside with uh, what our school sees as the common trust, so the core values of the school, but also mm-hmm. what their pa- parents believe to be sort of their guiding principles at home, um, the, the moral and ethical values that their families hold dear. We don't want to work in opposition to families, but alongside them, of course. Um, and then also some other um, core um, capacities, such as self-awareness, risk-taking and resilience, vision, teamwork, perseverance, communication skills, relationship skills. And so we think that the curriculum remains our most powerful vehicle for mm-hmm. helping students um, develop those capacities. But because we have such a high participation high, high participation rate in athletics and the arts, we have about 85% of our middle school students participating in sports, and then about 91% of our upper school students participating in sports. Wow. We know that athletics are really um, powerful as well. And so we um, tap into athletics and then also the arts as well. So after school activities are key too. Um, but we've That's had great. really great buy-in with our amazing classroom teachers. Um, we do PD that way. And then Sam and I meet with teacher teams um, throughout the year at various points. And we just try to talk with teachers about what they're currently doing and help them see how they are developing leadership capacities and then brainstorm ideas about how they might tweak something or reframe something or how one teacher might be doing something and how if the whole team of teachers did something, then there would be um, more bang for the buck, if you will. Yeah. We also write grants so that um, each summer we can send a whole team of teachers to GCLI. So back in 15, that was the first time that four of us from university school went to GCLI. And every summer since, we've sent um, from three to six teachers to Fountain Valley School. And they That's all incredible. changed. That's incredible. And that, that is the game changer. I've, I've never had that, you know, in all these years, I've never had really um, until last year, I had one of my coworkers attend with me and it was, it really was great to be able to bounce ideas around and, and talk about how some of the curriculum at GCLI can, can integrate into the school. Um, do y'all come back and debrief uh, and really kind of talk about it? How does that work once you're back we or even when you're there? Have, we now have a GCLI cohort at university school. Um, and so we meet a couple times a year at a round table. I'm also, as I said, an upper school English teacher. And so our department has had Harkness training, but we don't mm-hmm. do Harkness um, in its purest form at university school. We teach at round tables. <laughs> That's for a, a host of reasons, but I won't go into that tonight. Um, uh, mainly it's because of the size of our classrooms. They're too small <laughs> for an actual <laughs> Harkness table. Um, but we meet at a round table a couple times a year and we talk about what we're doing in our own work with students and we reflect on our time at Fountain Valley and then we gear up with our next group of faculty and administrators who are going to Fountain Valley and we talk with them about how we think they can get the most out of their time at the leadership lab and what they can expect and how to go in with a certain mindset and with their hearts open so that they're fully prepared for the experience. Oh, 
I love that. It is an experience, isn't it? I mean, it, it really is. is hard to put into words. And I think, you know, some people, it happens, the magic happens there. But I know for me, it really kind of took, it took some time. You know, I think I, I came in as the director of, of an ethical leadership center, and I was looking for a turnkey mm. answer to how do I do this? What what do I teach? How do I do it? And really, it, it, it came back to what works with within my community and within our school and with, you know, it just with all of our different constituencies. And it, you know, it took 10 years to build, but it, it did. And I am so proud of that work and the and so proud of the kids who have participated in it. And they all look different, I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say. And everybody's experience is different. What are some of the moments out of the Ethical Leadership Center that or program that you're really excited to share or proud of? Mm. I think that's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, it's amazing always, right? We, we all do this work because we believe in kids, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. I think it's, um, go ahead, yeah. No, I'm just wondering too, you know, in, in my school, it's, it's fifth through 12th and we have different developmental kind of milestones and age appropriate initiatives that we, mm-hmm. we work with them. But you're K through 12th? Is that right? Or pre-K, pre-K through pre-K, 12. So pre-K, pre-K. three through seniors. Okay. Tell me what you do with the elementary school children and faculty to mm-hmm. bring this to them, because that just is, um, that's an untapped area in my neck of the woods anyway, in terms of talking about leadership, but I can't imagine anything more foundational than getting that work into the elementary years. I think... I think we're having amazing success. Um, something that came to mind right away is what's happening in our second grade team. And that's because of Katie Jablonski and Mike Engroff, who went to GCLI a few summers ago. They went this, They went in 19. I think Engroff went earlier, but um, Katie went the same year that Sam did, and that was in 19. And that was a year, a year there were a lot of tears. Just because GCLI can be such a you know, transformational experience for the people who go. Yep. And I don't think Katie would mind my sharing that. We, we joke about it all the time. But, um, and then she went back and she went gangbusters with her second graders. And one of her teammates, Mike Engroff, who's an extraordinary teacher. He was my daughter Ellie's teacher, as is Katie Jablonski, um, as are all of our lower school teachers, right? But, I mean, she just jumped right in and, and really changed so much of what she was doing on the daily with her second graders. And she's become such a leader, as she always had been in the second grade and in the lower school. But... Um, you know, what she has in her classroom and the way she talks to her students and the way they see themselves in, and now we have um, a second grade leadership journal 
that has spread to all the teachers in second grade. And so the kids are writing and reflecting three times a week um, in this leadership journal. They're, they're <laughs> processing about how they're seeing themselves as leaders. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's just phenomenal. That, also, and does that follow, will that follow them as they, as they move up? Have y'all, how long has this been going on? Um, this started last year. And so it's the okay. second year of the leadership journal. Um, and we, we also do something called a leadership forum as part of the ethical leadership program. And this is something that I started years ago, even before the leadership program. But it's twice a year and we invite the entire community, faculty, mm -hmm. students, parents to come. And we just did one a couple of weeks ago, but we had our preschool and lower school teachers in the spotlight, including Mary Jo Kendall and Katie and Mike and Morgan Woods from third grade, who's doing spectacular work, just beautiful work with third grade. Um, and the leadership journal was among many things that were shared that day. But um, I mean, seeing what these second graders reflect on about who they are as leaders, and it's just awesome. Yeah, it's wow. a really good thing. I, like, I can feel your, your pride and enthusiasm for for your this work i mean it really is incredible and that that so many people are touched by the gcli is just really a testament i think to a school that is willing to make the investment and you're actually seeing it you're seeing results yeah what would you recommend to teachers who who are just listening and haven't had a chance to attend and may not be able to attend. Sure. What would you, what would you say to teachers who just, and, and maybe even parents, I, I, mm. I think that parents are also, they're, they're the first educators, right? Oh, That's, of that, our, that our kids will encounter. And I, I don't want to leave them out of this conversation either. Yeah. What would you, what would you say? Well, I am reminded and I often um, hold on to words from Kelsey, um, who's on the GCLI faculty, Kelsey Twist Schroeder, or is it Schrader? I don't know how to pronounce it, but I remember she's she, Kelsey. She's just Kelsey. Just Kelsey. Yeah, <laughs> right. She's famous. Um, she said in a presentation when I went in 2015, she said, do something, just do something. And that's what I did when I went back in 2015, I just did something. Um, and what I did was I started an elective. Um, and that elective, I ran it for several years. It was successful. I learned a lot from doing it. And now I don't do that elective anymore. But I learned a lot by doing it. I did it on my own, right? I didn't have anyone to do it with, but I did something. Um, and we can all do something around yep. leadership, right? Whether it's on our own, at home with our own kids or in our own classroom. Um, yep. you, you don't need a big budget to do something. Right? You don't, you don't. And I, I really, I mean, yes, just do something. And it's those little drips that can make mm -hmm. a big impact. I think too, what I'm always reminded of when I think about leadership in a school or at home is 
that everything is a teachable moment. We can get so sidelined with with standards and milestones and objectives and and really everything is a teachable moment. And I, I really recognizing those moments and honoring those moments, I think is as such is is really a another thing that I a takeaway that I've always held on to those those little nuggets, sound bites, um, but they're, they work. Absolutely. And I think too, like sometimes you have to act alone because sometimes you don't have people to do things with, but when we do find our people and when we are fortunate enough to have a teammate or like a committee X, right. Or (laughs) one other person to partner with, Oh my gosh, you're just so fortunate to have your people. Yep. You know, like talking with you tonight, I'm so happy to be with a person, my person. I know. Or a person, it is, you know. It's a team. I mean, it really, and and I think that's the other thing. And you know, this seems like a an infomercial a little bit for the GCLA, and it, but it's it really is. It's it's they're my people, and you are my people, and um. I am so grateful for the network and the friendships and the learning and the, the just the freedom to be me, I think, totally. in, in that space. Yeah. And I think that's where true authentic leadership is born, right? When you yeah. finally are, you get it and you're like, okay, I can do this. And, and you go do something. And right. Totally. Yeah. You yeah. just go do something. And I just, I think it's really, it's, it really is an incredible community and an incredible mission that I'm so grateful to be a part of. And I'm so grateful for you in my life and having, having this um, conversation is just a real, a real, this has made my day. So thank you so much for being here and let's um, everybody out there listening, continue the conversation with your schools. Um, Look into the work of the GCLI. The resources online are incredible. The blog is incredible. The learning is incredible. And um, we will love for you to interact and engage with this community. So, and with that, thank you. And I um, look forward to seeing you soon. Sounds great. Thank y'all for joining us today. And we'll see you in two weeks time. Until then, visit us at gcliadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then, lead off.